You are Locked On Knicks, your daily podcast on the New York Knicks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shot blocked. Porzingis with his fourth rejection. What he does is contagious. He comes in fetches. And across the lane. Baker launches it. Jack to Porzingis. Fires up the ball. The podcast that's in the 99th percentile of explaining, complaining, and entertaining. I'm your host, James Marcina, a.k.a. the Drunk Dan Tony. You may know me as NBA Injury Report on Twitter. And this is episode 346. Woo-wee! On today's show, we're joined once again by Ashwin Romnath. And today we're going to preview Mario Hazonia's season. He's a new Nick. We don't know a ton about him. Ash just wrote an excellent profile on Mario Hazonia for posting and toasting. So he is our resident Expert, we're going to talk about what we can expect out of him this year and why he is a solid one year rental, even if they don't wind up re signing him. Before we start, just want to welcome the new guys. We had a banner week last week on Lockdown Knicks, everyone is pumped for the new season, myself included. Welcome to Into the Fold if you're just joining us. Lovely to have you here. Stick with us through some of the inside jokes. One day you'll be like, <laughs> Yes, I know what that's referring to. And you'll get a good laugh out of it. It'll be great. We do voicemail bags. We didn't do one last week. We are doing one this week. We're going to do it on Friday. 929-377-5103. Once again, that's 929-377-5103. Call us up. Rant, rave, ask questions. We'll get you on a voicemail bag if you're good. And if you're really bad, we might get you on too because that'll be funny. All right. Let's talk about Mario Hazonia. Let's bring in Ash. Let's start the show. Hit him off. Yes. Whoop, we're going to... Start talking about Hazonia in just a moment. First, just want to talk about something that's very close to my heart, and that's attending live events. How special are live events? You know what I mean? Do you feel me? Think about this Knicks open practice that we just had. People were screaming for Fizdale, screaming for KP. He's not even going to play until at least December or January. They're special. They get people just feeling good. It's it's just one of those things. It's it's great to be alive and to to. To, you know, uh, share in that aliveness with your fellow man. It's <laughs> going off the rails a little bit. But you can't get to live events without tickets. And that's where Vivid Seats come in. It's my favorite app for getting tickets. Vivid Seats, get it at Google Play, get it at the App Store. You go in there, you find tickets for any event, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's the theater. You find your seat, you find your row, you find your section. It's all up to you. It's 100% guaranteed, and because you're Locked On Knicks listeners, all you got to do is enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout, and you'll get $20 off orders of $200 or more. I mean, let's be honest. If they stick you, like, literally in a garbage can and put it in a hallway, or, like, lock you in a closet, you could be stuffed in a garbage can and locked in a closet, and that's $200 MSG. So you're going to need this code. $20 off, $200 or more. Order code locked on at checkout. Vivid seats. Vivid seats, vivid seats, vivid seats. So Mario Hazonia 
I want to talk about Mario Hazonia and the uh, you know the season that he's got coming up. I want to start with a quote from Stefan Bondi of the Daily News. He had a piece on Mario Hazonia. Uh, you know he blocked me on Twitter. He did. Yeah. Why did that happen? Uh, I think a couple years ago, they were at not a couple. It was last summer, so Hornacek, like after Phil was gone, but that summer league period, um, like you know the Knicks were they were in Orlando that year for summer league, uh, so they were you know they had a practice and all the beat guys are making this huge deal about like oh the Knicks restricted us to watching practice from this one tiny area. And like you can still see the fucking practice, so I don't know why that's such a big deal. Um, and they, you know, they were acting like they were in the fucking gulag or something. And uh, and I just, I think I like, you know, quote tweet, quote tweeted him, and I was like, yeah, I don't see what the issue is here. Uh, you can still see the practice, you know, not not really sure what the problem is. Uh, and then he blocked me because he's a child and <laughs> he's an idiot and he works at the Daily News, so fuck him. <laughs> But anyway, shouts to Stefan Bondi for the quote that I'm about to share. There is yeah, no- without him, we would have never gotten this quote. <laughs> Thanks, Bondi. No. You're doing the good work for that thriving newspaper you're at. Um, we're going to hand out um, Locked On Knicks Awards at the end of the season, and uh, Schwinn's gunning for uh, the bad boy of Locked On Knicks right now. Is that is you're going to have an award called the bad boy? Yeah, Locked On Knicks bad boy. I'm the heavy favorite to start the season. Could you imagine me giving myself an award is it, for is just gonna be, bad is, boy? Is the award going to be shaped in P. Diddy's image? Yeah, uh, so for people who don't know, um, earlier in today's Slack, most of you guys probably aren't in, in post <laughs> Slack. Um, I said that Puff Daddy was the most important uh, figure in the arts of the past three centuries. And it's something that I stand for. Stand by. Uh, <laughs> prove me wrong. I don't think you can. Back to Stefan Bondi. <laughs> Here's the quote from Hazonia. Okay. He says, There is no ceiling for me, and you know that, he says, smiling. I know that, but I'm not going to be rushing. I'm not going to be skipping steps. I'm not going to be thinking about it. It's going to come. I just have to go step by step, practice by practice, game by game, especially here. I have no rush for anything, especially in New York. Everything is going 100 miles per hour here, but I've got my own pace. So he says there's no ceiling for him, which is obviously false, but... That being said, what do we expect out of him this year? What do you expect out of him this year? What do you, what do you think his ceiling is, at least for this upcoming season? I think so. Uh, you know, I have a piece coming out on his own, you know, like a season preview for him mm-hmm. pretty soon. Uh, don't know when. Should be coming up the next few days. I First of all, I think he's going to start. Uh, I think he – I don't know why, I, but all his numbers – uh, when you look at them, when he was in Orlando last year, um, they they were just way better when he started versus yeah. when he came off the bench. He generally, you know, like when I watched him on film and stuff, he it's weird. Like he came into the NBA with this J.R. Smith like wild gunner reputation, yeah. And maybe that was the case. I, I obviously I didn't watch him much when I was when he was at Barcelona I, I have no clue if that was the case I mean a lot of scouts said it so I'm assuming there was some truth well, to that he hit a dagger three in his first summer league game so you knew he was destined for Kobe style gunner greatness are you keeping track of like summer league stuff like this Is that it was well because it was the KP 
year, and he was drafted one spot after KP. Oh, so yeah. Everyone, everyone was LOL mixing like, oh, Zonia hit a three to win the Summer League game. Yeah, I remember Simmons was like, oh, I think the Knicks really made a mistake. I liked Zonia. I did. No, I, I, he looked I really good. He looked the part. I wanted the Knicks to draft Zonia, but I was like, I was fine when they took KP because ultimately I'm like, I'm not one of these fans. It's like, boo, can't believe they didn't take the guy I wanted. Boo. Yeah. Uh, no, not me. Not that stupid kid and his stupid dad. Um, but do you think they listen to Lockdown Knicks? Uh, KP? No, KP doesn't. No, the kid and his dad. Uh, no, they're too stupid to listen to the show. <laughs> it's for intellectuals. Uh, yeah, no, so I just... But, like, when you watch him play, or at least when I watched him on film last uh-huh. year, I was kind of surprised with just how... He's not, like, this ball-dominant crazy chucker i mean he takes some bad shots obviously don't get me wrong he's not you know he's not like kd with his shot selection or something but um, do you think he's been humbled do you think that could be it like because i don't follow maybe. orlando closely yeah, enough, that, that's but. that's 100 percent possible i don't i don't know if he's he's i haven't seen any quotes from him suggesting that but right. maybe i mean like like even the way you describe that quote like he's he's joking when he says it like oh my you know my ceiling is yes like, like it's it's same with the Super Mario quote from the other day, which I didn't bring up on the air because it was like I guess mildly amusing. But it, it, he's not—he's not this archetype of the just uh, what, do you, what do you like shameless gunner, or uh, I should say uh, of this uh, you know this kind of like new school athlete who's just brash and doesn't listen to anything. I think he plays the part and knows he's playing the part. Like it's, yeah, and, and he's confident, and so, but yeah. Yes, and and so when you watch, like I don't know, when I just watch him on film, like I just see a guy who isn't taking a billion, a million seconds to make a decision when he gets the ball. I don't see a guy that's pounding the air out of the rock. I don't. Yeah. I see a guy that actually has like he's got good vision. Um, that's what he, I think he, I'm most excited for. I would say yeah. his like how he moves in transition and his vision in transition sort like that sort of was the most interesting stuff that I've seen from him. Yeah, like he like he can he has good vision. He really looks out for his teammates when he's in transition. He um you know, like when he like I said when he like he takes some bad shots, right? But even when the bad shots he takes, I feel like most of the time they're they're quick trigger shots. So it's more like he needs to understand okay, just because I'm coming off a screen and catching it doesn't mean that I have to put the shot up. Like, that does not mean that I have to put the shot up. I can get catch the ball and move it, and then, you know, it, it doesn't need to be like that. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I, I I worry about his defense a bit. Uh, there are some, like, really bad fundamentals he has. He How, what does show... he struggle with on defense, in your opinion? Uh, so Is it awareness? You know, I... Is it technique? Is it everything? All of that. Uh, but he's young. So, like, like I don't... When, again, when I watched him, I watched like two or three full games of his. I don't see a guy that, like, okay, there's a difference between he has low effort on certain possessions and then a guy that doesn't even care. Like, I, I feel like, like Andrew some, Wiggins. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. When I watch Hazonia, I feel like, like a, a guy that just needs coaching really badly. Like, he uh-huh. just needs to be coached and he needs somebody that's. Not just gonna like get on him like a psycho, like Scott Skiles probably did, right. um, and not someone who's just a mopey, sad puppy like Frank Vogel. 
Yeah, dude, what happened to him? He, he just grew like, like a homeless guy's beard. And that was like that was like the LBJ, like the you know, like the it's like a Lyndon Baines Johnson transformation, <laughs> chugging <right>? milk <laughs> on the sideline, <laughs> just crying. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just i I think that I, do I think that there's like superstar potential? No, not really. Do you think starters um, in there somewhere? Yeah, that, I yeah, that's I hundred percent see that. I can. I don't think it's what he needs to do to become a solid starter is not this massive leap from where he currently is as a player. Like I I hate to do it with Moutier because I don't like, I I actually like, you know, he says all the right things. He apparently has put in the work this summer. He seems like a nice enough kid, but you know, just from a production standpoint, leaving aside all that, like from production standpoint, if you were to say Moutier is going to become a solid starter, that has to be a massive leap from where he is because he was awful on offense and he's awful on defense. Like he's actually good at nothing right now. Yes. Right? With Hazonia, he wasn't awful on offense. He's flawed at times on offense, but he has like he can kind of shoot. He's got good vision. Uh what's his biggest weakness on offense? Probably decision making, to be honest. I just yeah. think that he takes some poor shots. Um but like they're it's not just like you know when J.R. Smith's poor shots were crazy because it would be like, why did you not just shoot that off the catch instead of catching it, waiting for your guy to close out, then doing like fifteen dribbles that went nowhere and taking an eighteen foot step back? Yes, right. Like I, at least the games I watched, maybe I'm completely off on this. I didn't see a lot. I didn't see any of that from Azonia where like he do this catch the ball, try to ISO his man. Like it's it's not that. It's like I said. It's a lot more of like. Okay, look, it's fine to take a dribble. Like, it's fine to take a pull up, but get your feet, like, get your legs underneath you. Don't rush it. Or if you're going to take a dribble pull up from 22 feet, why don't you just take a step back and shoot a three? Like, those are the kind of things I'm talking about with Zonia, where I think his decision making is a little bit suspect. Um, I want to yeah, talk. I, mean, I want to talk yeah. about positional stuff with Zonia. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to remind you that you listen to Locked On Knicks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily local sports podcast network in the world. Hazonia, I think, has one of the more interesting sort of uh, narrative arcs in terms of what his position is because I feel like he was seen almost exclusively as a two-guard coming into the league. Is that yeah, I never really Was he got more that. of a hybrid 2-3 coming in? I thought of him as a three because he's he was like he was six eight when he came into the league. Yeah, and that so, is tall. Okay, so because like, I, I, but no, but you're right. I think that people were projecting him. I mean, he was compared to like J.R. Smith, right? He's he was a, talked about two. a lot as a two, right? Yeah, I'm not crazy. And no, now they're saying that he might be better used as a power forward, or is that just because of the Knicks? But he he started as power forward for Orlando, right? Last year, that's when he started kind of. Yeah, and he really, really sucked defensively as a power forward uh, okay. out of the post. Like, really, really bad post defender. That was going to be um, a question for you because he's also – he's an inch younger – or an inch younger. Uh, you could say that. Yeah, he's an inch younger than Knox. Um, inch shorter Yes. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I just created a new slang, which everyone is going to adopt. Okay. <sighs> officially. Officially, he's listed at 6'8", and Knox is listed at 6'9". Yeah, that's I mean that's fine. Um, but he's he's the one who's talked about as starting at the four. Well, he's older, right? Yeah. 
So you think it's just yeah, man, and, man uh, muscle, you know, man meat? His man meat is that? Fair yeah, to but say? He, he needs he needs more man meat if he's gonna like he. Uh, you, you know what? The, so like when you were asking me what are his flaws and like his fundamental, he is so bad about getting into a stance. Like he never gets low, he okay. never gets leverage. So, um, he like when he gets switched on and pick and roll, he. And maybe these are just the games I watched. Yeah, and his percentile covering the pick and roll ball handler on defense is like eighty fifth or eighty sixth percentile. But I put very very little trust in the play type defensive numbers. Just having looked through a bunch for different players, um, not unless you're guarding like a high high volume of a specific play type, okay. which he like. I think ISO and post I I take pretty seriously because those are like one on one plays where you can't really. Like it's really easy for synergy to define those, um, but yeah, like when I watched, you know, he would get a switch, he would get switched onto a point guard, and then, I mean, look, like Kemba Walker is a fast guy, I get it. Like I'm not expecting Hazonia to win that matchup most of the time, but you gotta like, I mean, you gotta make it work. Like you gotta make him work a little bit. He was just standing upright, and it's like, dude, if you're standing upright against Kemba Walker, you might as well just, you know, get the hell out of the way because. He's gonna burn you so bad. Like that's not, you know, you can't be, like, you know what I mean. You got to be in a stance against these guys. Sure. And even like when you when you see him guard the post, like he doesn't get low. Like you remember that? I'm sure you remember this, but you remember that clip of like Frank when he got switched onto Gortat in the post, yeah. And Gortat just could not move him because Frank was just like <laughs> underneath, like in his yeah. legs, uh-huh. just like under him. Like Hazonia would be the opposite. He would just be standing up straight with his arms up, and like he in his head, I think, thinks that's, like, oh, I'm playing good defense, like, i am got my hands up, I'm behind him, contesting the shot. And, you know, like, that's that's the kind of stuff I see where, like, to me, that's coaching. So you don't think that he's just too stiff for that? I mean, some guys just he aren't might, very but, limber, you know? You know, he, there's a, if he was too, there's, there's, if he was too stiff to get into a good stance, or, like, even when he's in a stance, he's not quick enough or strong enough to hold guys. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. But I see a guy that's not even in a stance half the time. So All how right. can I even judge that? Yeah. That's like, you know, impossible to judge. Fair enough. I'm going to read you another quote, and I want to take your temperature on it. Here it is from Hazonia. I was supposed to be in Jalil Okafor's situation. Like, we're not going to play you. He's talking about last year um, in Orlando. We're not going to play you, and you're just going to sit on the bench. But because I was not an asshole... I was not bitching to teammates. I worked hard. They played me. Um, well, then they had like a fuck ton of injuries. But yeah, sure. I'm sure it was that, buddy. <laughs> is Hazonia... I mean, was Jalil Okafor... Was he an asshole? But to my knowledge... Well, that's what I... I'm wondering. I'm like, first of all, is this a subtweet against Jalil Okafor? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't... I think I think Mario, he's, he's a fun guy. So <laughs> is Hazonia Cantor if Cantor wasn't annoying or... Is his shtick going to wear thin on me in like three months and I'm just in the honeymoon phase right now? Because that delighted me, but I can't tell if I'm just like, ah, I just don't hate him yet. Like, but you don't actually hate Cantor for any of the things he says. No. No, you dislike Cantor. You don't even dislike Cantor. You I dislike feel like he's Cantor's a cornball. Eh, he's annoying sometimes as a, as a human. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's I his game know. more than anything, but yeah. <laughs> His game think, is disgusting. It disgusts me. But I believe Hazonia will probably have moments where he's annoying, but I, I don't know. Do you I, like him? This is just a personal question. You know. I wanted the Knicks to draft him. I, I, I wanted the Knicks to sign him this summer. He was a guy I was like, the Knicks should definitely go after this guy. Um, so, yeah, like I, I like him. I'm what hoping is, that 
he's good. Well, what's your best case scenario for him? Is it him being re-signed and the Knicks not getting a marquee free agent this summer? Or is it just a nice one year and then, you know... See for later. him or for the Knicks? For uh, for both of them, you know. Well, like, for the Knicks, the best case scenario obviously doesn't involve Mario Hazonia unless he turns into like some stud superstar. But um, for Hazonia, I think best case scenario um, and a scenario where I could see him staying with the Knicks. I don't know, like sixteen, seventeen points, maybe. Uh, say, I think he was like fifty-four. Like, let's say he gets up to thirty-seven, thirty-eight percent from three uh 56 57 true shooting and defense gets better if not good but it's at least close to average or something like that Mm -hmm. that would be a pretty huge step and he would still only be 24 years old next summer so you know you could probably talk yourself into some upside there i i don't know what i i don't i don't even want to i don't even want to think about what the hell that would cost on the market next year but um sure i think if the knicks strike out with all the top guys like why would you not want to keep a player like that as long as the cost isn't you know exorbitant like it makes sense to keep him because you know like theoretically very very theoretically uh at least offensively knox hazonia kp like that makes sense as a front court Mm -hmm. i think yeah no i I see all that. that that makes sense to me and I think even if he is just a one-year rental, you never know what these kind of guys, like, are they going to be obnoxious about it because they're playing for their next contract? You know, I just don't get that sense from him. He's, I don't think he can be obnoxious because, like, he's playing – like, he got declined. Like, he's playing for his career. Real. He was a bust in Orlando. For yeah. two years, he was a bust. At least that's how they viewed him, and that's why they declined his fourth-year option at the start of last year. So, like, he's – playing and i i know he had interest from multiple teams this year i know he had a couple of multi-year offers that he turned down uh to come to the knicks according to scott perry um so i i mean i know that he's not like he's not necessarily joel okafor where if he has a like if he doesn't progress next year i think he'll still be in the nba there'll still be teams interested in him but and I know I know Okafor is still in the NBA, but it took a long ass time for him to get a contract. I don't think Hazonia will have a trouble getting a contract next year. Um, yeah, and I just think he's gonna—he's one of these guys. I mean, again, who knows? People people know how to say the right thing, but like he was talking about last year about his attitude toward you know just approaching practice every day and stuff like that, knowing that he wasn't going to play much. And he said, "I wasn't playing, but at practice, you better be ready because I'm going to bust your ass." And I'm probably not going to play in the game, but I can help you. It wasn't about me, but I'm going to go out and practice. I'll get mine later. I'll come back. Don't worry about me, but I want to raise the atmosphere, raise the level. So at least like he's saying the right things about like he's going to go out there, practice hard. And I do think... Um, I know, and, and that's like never been... Even going back to when he came like pre-draft and what Perry has talked... Work ethic has never been a question with Azonia. He's yeah. not a guy that like... It's not like anybody's... Nobody's questioning how hard he works so like yeah i don't think that's a concern and you know to go back like even if he leaves after a year let's say he has a good year and he gets a better contract than the knicks are willing to offer him like that still speaks well about the knicks like that is like okay look we took this guy who was whatever he had a good year here and then he went and got paid like that you know that's basically what the celtics did with evan turner and everybody wouldn't shut up like they've done that with so many guys and like all you hear about is how you know their culture and Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge and fucking shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, that's actually a great point because 
So when they signed him, I was like, why are they even going to sign him if just for a year? But um, A, that's like a nice fringe benefit that you mentioned that their reputation could increase if he does develop. But and if also, he doesn't, know it, it's not going to hurt their reputation. If he doesn't, it's not going to hurt their reputation. But then like, you know, if, if, if they do strike out on all their free agents and he does develop enough to where they want to keep him, that's a win. And he also seems like the kind of guy who is going to bust his ass in practice. And not everyone is like that. It's the sort of thing where I don't want Lance Thomas almost ever on the court. But he, by all accounts, is the kind of guy who when he's around, he makes practice intense. He doesn't let guys take time off. Like That stuff is important too. It's not... The ultimate, <laughs> and it shouldn't be too hard to find people like that. But like it, it that does matter. So uh, I was very publicly kind of like, why did they even bring him in one year? What does that even matter? But I can now see like all kinds of reasons where this does make sense, and there's lots of ways to kind of turn it into a win, even if he's not part of their ultra mega long term uh, plans. So that's where I feel about him. Any other thoughts about Hazonia before we close this out? You did just do that piece. So I'm wondering if there's anything. That we're missing, uh, that you wanted to share, share your knowledge with the group. There doesn't have to be, but no, that's I think that's about it. All right, I like that you didn't fake something, Ashwin. Thank you so much for joining us again. Why don't you let people know where they can find you online, and if you want to plug anything, now is the time. Uh, you can find me online at Schwinny Poo. Woo! And I'm gonna do a Swiss uh, beats for a- Swizzy, Swizzy. <laughs> uh, and you can find me also writing articles for postingandtoasting.com. It's true. Not the New York Daily News. <laughs> they didn't have any openings, surprisingly. Um, they've been, you know, just very competitive competitive to get a job there right now. I can't have you back now because you're uh, not uh, playing nice with, with one of my colleagues. Stefan Bondi. You know, us Frank Isol. Oh no, Frank Isol doesn't work there anymore. Us, us, us beat guys stick together, Ashwin. You wouldn't understand. Oh, or are you a beat guy now? Oh yeah, everyone says that. Um, are you? I've actually Nobody just finished. I finished first in a poll of everyone's favorite beat guys. Hundred uh, percent, I score I got. What they're, does that mean? They're saying. Well, they're saying. They're saying that I'm the best beat guy the world's ever seen, as far as beat guys goes. That's just what they're saying. Who's they? Don't worry about it. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> All right, that's it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to Locked on Knicks, especially you new guys. Just like the Knicks organization, I like that shiny new thing. So welcome into the fold. If you've got a moment, rate us on iTunes. It helps a lot. Subscribe to the show if you have not already. That also helps a lot. Tell your friends about the sensation that is Locked On Knicks. That also helps a lot. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Knicks. That also helps a lot. Whew. Be chill to each other. Spay and your pets. If it's yellow, let them know. If it's brown, flush it down. Doo-doo stinks. Always salt the pasta water. Take that, take that, take that. The data. Biggie's better than Pac. Peace.